0: Welcome to Disruptors, the podcast for bright sparks fueled by great ideas that have changed the world. In each episode, we chat with some of the most innovative disruptors from our community at the King's Entrepreneurship Institute. We discover how they've used their entrepreneurial skills to develop their ideas for their business ventures, tested those ideas and compelled others to do the same. Hi everyone and welcome back to Disruptors. My name is Rachel Stocky. I am Head of Entrepreneurial Skills at the Entrepreneurship Institute. The Entrepreneurship Institute is King's College London's dedicated hub to entrepreneurship and innovation and today we are talking to Aisha Ingar, the CEO and founder of Muslima. Welcome Aisha.
1: Hello Rachel.
0: How are you doing? Good, how are you? Not too bad, thanks. The world's a bit crazy but we're carrying on. So, uh, do you want to give um, everybody an introduction a little bit more into you, your background and Muslima?
1: Sure, so my name's Aisha. Um, I'm a final year medical student at King's and I'm the founder of uh, the first Islamic app for Muslim women called Muslima. So, um, I started Muslima in my third year of medical school. Um, And I have from the beginning had had Um, great help from the Entrepreneur Institute and from Rachel herself and so I'm excited to talk more about it.
0: So thanks for that excellent plug, I'll (laughs) pay you later, Um, but uh, (laughs) could you give us an insight into how you came up with the idea for Muslima because it was a very personal story to you wasn't it?
1: Yeah sure, so Muslima is, it came about actually um, when I was with a group of friends in um, Brighton and we were looking for a place to pray um, as one of the five daily prayers had come in. And at the time we were using this most popular Islamic app that we all had on our phone. And that direct us to our mosque, that was about 10 minutes away. But when we got there, we were turned away. And that was because that mosque itself didn't have a, a prayer area for females. And then I noticed that actually, these, the Islamic apps that are out there all tend to have a one size approach and tend to be sort of male generic and not take into account specific factors that women tend to have, such as areas um, that not all mosques have areas for um, women to pray in um, and not to take into sort of special warnings that we have when we're on our period, etc. So... There are about nearly two million Muslim women in the UK, and then there's like um, like millions all over the world. And I was finding surprising that there's not one Islamic app that tailored to the needs that we have. And that's how Muslimah came around. Um, So I describe it as the one-stop shop for all Muslim women and all their Islamic needs. That's
0: really interesting that you had such a kind of personal experience because um, it kind of sparked that one experience of what I know of your journey that one experience then sparks all these other ideas of the different functionality that Mm -hmm. a Muslim woman needs in her daily life to integrate her faith into the way that we now live in society how did you go about figuring out okay I've got this one particular problem that I'm experiencing maybe this could be something that other people would need how did you start going about testing testing the idea finding out whether it was something Mm -hmm. that other people would need want and potentially
1: pay for so just out of curiosity i didn't even know you were meant to do like market research um when it came to testing an idea i think i was so for myself really um convinced that i wanted something like this to uh, happen it would just help me in my life um a lot and i think just from my gut um knowing that just from like just generally being surrounded by my friends and stuff and knowing the sort of struggles they go through I i knew this would help just me and my sort of at least close proximity at least um, but I think part of me just, because I, I knew I was going to put so much effort into it and there's going to be a lot of um, time going into making the app and finding out the feature, you know, how to design each feature. I think a part of me wanted to see actually, would it be just be beneficial to me and would it be worth it or um, is it something that could help a lot of people? So what I did um, was make a questionnaire um, just to find out the habits of the Muslim woman and see if it was similar to what I was sort of going through and I designed it in such a way that I mean I did I hadn't heard of the mom test at that point but I designed it in such a way that it was you know, could tell at the end of it that I was building an app um for Muslim women and so when I I sort of broke down the questionnaire into the different um parts of the Islamic faith from prayer from fasting in Ramadan from sort of finding modest wear um, clothing because these are all things that I sort of think about and I have to balance and sometimes find challenging in order to in order to accomplish. So and just I uh, each question um, I just I, I mean, it was a long question to questionnaire but we started from the basic and we started from just generally what was the general habit of praying and do they want to improve and how do they go about it and just to um even you know it was a mixture of short answer questions mostly short um multiple choice questions or single best answers and um or and sometimes um a text box to allow them to fill things in but generally found and I knew from experience that it's, it's so much easier to have single multiple choice question answers. Having said that, when we did have a comment box to say any other sort of comments, some people did write paragraphs because it is an area where it is, it is important to so many people. So we did that market research for all these different aspects. And, um, you know, we found that more or less there was people who were going for the similar things I was going. If not, they were finding it more challenging. And so we definitely identified there was a gap Um, In terms of the fact that there wasn't a sort of support system for Muslim women and in the form of technology as well.
0: It's really interesting. And I think one of the things that we've heard consistently over these interviews and just generally with entrepreneurs that we meet around doing a market research in a way that's not going to return you false positives. And that's why we introduce, you know, the mum test principles around, Mm -hmm. you know, ask them things where you're not leading them to say a particular answer because you want people to say, yes, your idea sounds amazing. Like, how do you design market research in a way that you will find out if people don't like your idea or you might it leaves room for you to be surprised. something that you didn't know about your potential customers before and i wonder whether through that process you learned something that you weren't expecting from muslim women because that would be interesting to me as somebody that has a you had a shared life experience with them whether there was something that even surprised you in that process
1: actually so even though 90 percent of muslim women use islamic apps and for me i think technology if he's right, can make a world of a difference. And I kind of thought that was a general sort of consensus as well. I I, I had assumed it was, um, and I found actually no, it wasn't. There were so many different areas that a Muslim woman looked to when it comes to their faith, and that like, that was family and friends, that was um, you know consulting books. But I remember thinking, okay, that might be a challenge then. Um, I want to make this a one stop sort of shop, and you know this 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 is the place for. All the, Muslim, um, all the Islamic needs they can just go to so I, I remember thinking that might be a challenge that was something I could find, I think I found surprising. Did that um, turn
0: out to be generational because I would, I would expect that um, younger Muslim women would be more in tune with technology to help them support in lots of different areas of their life whereas Older people tend to less they don't have that thought process of maybe there's an app for that you know (laughs) Um, and whether you found a distinction in your target audience around Mm -hmm. other demographics within the bracket of Muslim women.
1: I think I was generally across the board and the reason behind it when we looked a bit deeper and we looked at the comments I think it was to do with the trustworthiness. Um, Is it something that you would um, sort of read somewhere sort of take for granted like this is the truth just like you wouldn't know for your health you wouldn't just read something online and think this is what I have you would go to a doctor especially to look for your health advice when it comes to Islamic faith in terms of knowledge you you know you look at specifically where where is knowledge coming from so then I I mean I and typically I am the exact same as well but we do realize that actually they would need um for a technology like with organization some sort of backing from a scholar and that's where I realized I needed someone on the team who had, who actually had, um, yeah, was knowledgeable and was able to advise.
0: That's interesting that you, it's like, it's transparency, it's trust, it's credibility Mm -hmm. and all of those factors playing a role. So how did you go from, okay, so you've done, you've had your idea, you've got market research that's showing that it's a common experience. How do you then move to something that's tangible, like creating something, it's a minimum viable product or what's the first version that you go to create
1: so i used before i um made the app and made the first sort of design i used an application called bubble i think that's what it's called to knock up a um sort of mvp of the ideas that i had and actually i remember showing you rachel um, and your, I remember your eyes just lit up. You're like, wow, what's this? And I was like, oh, I'm doing something completely right. So I had um, a basic design of what or what I would want the apps to look like, or at least demonstrate these are the features. Um, these are the problems that we struggle with. Like, for example, when I c- couldn't find a place to pray, this is my answer to that problem. Um, this is the pray space locator. And, you know, this is how the user would... Find local pray spaces in their area, not just mosques, but um, prayer rooms and hospitals, prayer rooms and shopping centres, and you know this is how they can ent- identify whether it has an area for ladies or if it doesn't. And it was just, it was just so much more easier to demonstrate. This is the is what the app would look like. So I used Bubble to make like a really basic um, design, and the great thing was you can link one screen with another screen, and you can link a specific. Uh, pop screens like a button to you want it to go to this page and I, I made it on the computer and I could access it on my phone um and I I used that on about 50 to to 100 potential users and got them to fill out a questionnaire I mean everybody said it was great it was fantastic but you had to sort of take of a pinch of salt because I was near enough there and I, as much as I said it's anonymous you don't need to um you know, fill out your name. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to look at it now, so I won't know it's your answer. You do have that part of you where you think, okay, maybe that would be nice. But 100% of them had said, you know, they would download the app, they would definitely use it. From then, I'm thinking, okay, either I learn how to code and make this, or I, I raise funds and I pay an app developer to make the app. When I first started um, designing the app, I had about 10 features that I wanted to roll with. And for each feature, of course, that's you know how many more thousands of pounds that you have to pay the app developer and so in my mind I'm thinking okay this will probably take me three I don't know where this number came from but I thought okay it'll take me three years to raise the money and then probably another two years to make the app and that's when I bumped into you and I was like Rachel I want to like ha- launch with 10 features and you just said okay hold on a second <laughs> um, I remember it, this conversation very well this was, I mean, this was the biggest, like, this was a game changer, really, because um, I can say that I've launched now, and not in, um, not saying I'm still developing, on raising funds, so you brilliantly said, um, you know, if you could whittle it down to one or two features, which one would they be? And I remember thinking, why? I was like, no, I was like, I, I have to do it with all of them, like, no, you can just, if you were to launch with two, all I remember thinking was, oh, wait, if I do launch with two... I could release, I could launch much more sooner. I can get people using it so much more sooner. Muslim will be out there for people to use and understand what we're about. I can start getting actual live feedback and start growing the app. And, you know, if you're adding feature as time goes on, we look active, we're able to grow and we're able to learn from our mistakes. I don't know when the penny dropped because I was like, I can't, I can't just launch with like half an app. Um, but when, whenever it was, it was something that I thought, Great, we can start much sooner, and you know, it was something that was I realized actually companies do in general, and this is what the norm is really. Yeah, um, I think it's
0: one of those interesting things that entrepreneurs have to learn to do really early on: is have the long term ambitious view of like what we can become in future, but also then look at the kind of one step at a time. What foot do we need to put in front of the other right now to just get the thing live, get the thing up and running? Put it in front of people to get that kind of live feedback. I'm curious. Um, obviously, you, you mentioned that we talked quite early on in your journey, and you ended up going through Idea Factory. So I wondered how that opportunity influenced your journey in the early stages to kind of put you on the road to launching.
1: Massively. Um, I I think that I, I think really early on. Um, especially with the um, idea factory I think you realize it's okay a, to make mistakes for someone who's a medic and a straight A student making mistakes is just something you're told not to do um, and you shouldn't do really but it's it was just a completely different uh, world and so making mistakes was actually encouraged and with the um, idea factory I think I found the fact that you have to, I mean I don't know how this sounds but you have to sort of put your ego to the side and you have to really um just focus on sort of the facts and what you what you have in front of you, and just focus on actual like results and material you have. And it's fine if you're if you know um not many people are saying that they want to use your app. That's completely fine because then you can say okay, okay, how do, where do I go from here? What what are we not doing right? What we're we doing um, wrong? How can we make it into something that that people will download? And feedback is something that's that you know that is encouraged. So I was very I think. I think I remember being really pr- protective of telling everyone what Muslim art it was just because I was really scared of hearing that it was a crap idea because I just thought if um, if, if someone says it's bad then it's a reflection on me whereas now if someone says something's bad I'm like tell me more I really am genuinely interested I actually got I don't know if I should say this but we got our first one star review on the app store and I was like and I thought you would be really hurt and upset I actually wasn't I was like okay what happened here and then it turned out it was just a completely minor pro- a problem, which we resolved and it's completely it's it's fine. And you know, in general, the feedback was lovely. It was just they had a crash and it was they were frustrated that they couldn't use the app, you know, which showed to me that actually no, they, they actually do enjoy using the app and the fact that the app wasn't working was a hindrance for them. So the um, the idea that actually helped me in terms of my mindset for how I went about go- making the app and building the app completely changed. Rather than going from okay, I need to have all the answers. I need to make sure everything is perfect before I even go about um, asking for feedback and suggestions. It which took so which took such, such a long period of time and was such a um, a process for me in general to even do. I'm so much more comfortable with coming up with ideas, exploring ideas, uh, you know, and completely okay with okay. We can even go. We can go so into it. We could go into detail with an idea. That we have and then actually if it's not if it's not right it's okay for us to like abandon that or like come back to it in a while and you i realize i'm much, i work much more quicker um like that mm. and then um with regards to all the other things that i hadn't even really known about in terms of pitching in terms of making a compelling sort of statement and then of course the funding <laughs> i that was, I mean, I did realize that. I thought when I applied for the Idea Factory, it was just a competition that you sort of turn up on the day. Wasn't even aware that there's all these fantastic workshops supporting you in the pitching, supporting you in refining your idea. I remember the great thing was the helping me identify the market, because I mean Muslim, I've just mentioned there's like two million Muslim women, but I, I is it for everyone just yet? So, I'm interested in your, yeah. um, you, you just mentioned pitching.
0: So you don't, you don't win the Idea Factory without having to complete a pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I think I'm right in saying that the Idea Factory was the first time you'd ever had to pitch. Yes, yes. I wondered how, how you found that experience of going from somebody who, when we first met, was like, I think I've got an idea. Maybe I'm onto something, to standing in front of an audience and delivering your idea in three minutes.
1: I hated it. I was I mean I remember thinking oh do you know what I don't mind if I don't get shortlisted to the top 10 because then I don't have to pitch (laughs) it was it was the biggest challenge I had was I remember thinking how do I explain the problem um a eloquently um because I I think in general we're not you know is, is it something that came naturally to me but also to an audience that isn't really familiar with the Islamic faith Um, and then I have to go in more specifically about the challenges Muslim women face and then then once I've talked about the problem then talk about the solution and then there's all the other stuff when it comes to the pitch when it comes to it comes to sort of traction and who's on the team and I've got to do this all under three minutes so um I remember I really struggled with coming up yeah coming up with the pitch I was able to in terms of the layout and um I did actually to be fair I didn't even know what the basic layout was first initially but it was that was cleared up with the workshops we had um, so I had the points and everything and it was just about refining it put it together um and then delivering it as well um we, we talked about breathing techniques that you could take on and that will help you project your voice um, in terms of the actual pitching itself I think what, I mean I had fantastic support from yourself and everyone else that was there that day from the from Entrepreneur Institute um, who helped me actually who eventually just helped me um, come up with how to adequately just define the problem and the solution um, so eventually like that that was fine but the actual pitching itself I think I was really excited to to actually tell the word about Muslimah really and and show them the MVP um, and show them the results of the market research that we had found really. So the actual pitching itself, it was, that was, I mean, I was nervous, I wasn't anything um, amazing, but I actually had a lot of fun bizarrely um, after the pitch and um, yeah, I really did enjoy it. But the actual learning how to pitch as well, that was a process, but I remember as well saying, I remember saying after the pitch, because we don't find out who wins straight away. I am thinking, well, I don't actually don't mind if I don't win because look at the end of it, I know how, I've got a pitch picture deck and I've, I know I've got a standard three minutes pitch that I could use elsewhere. And I was really struggling on how to sort of simply say this is what Muslimah is because there were so many features. But then I remember thinking, I can say, you know, Muslimah makes it easy for the Muslim woman to fit life around faith with just a tap on their smartphone, which I think brilliantly, um, sort of summarizes what Muslimah does. If someone was to say to me, how did you define Muslimah in one sentence? For six months, I didn't know what to say, but um, at the end of it, I could. So it was a challenge, but it was, it was. I'm so glad I put myself through that because um, it was definitely worth it.
0: I think it was great to, to see you go through that process as well as someone who was, who told me on multiple occasions that they were terrified of pitching <laughs> um, to, standing and watching you deliver a three-minute pitch that was concise it was punchy it got people on board they understood what you were doing and why and why it would help so many people to seeing you be awarded the idea factory funding and now two years later having launched I hope you probably won't mind me saying this you seem like a completely different woman to me than the the person that I met two years ago and seeing you come on that far has been uh, a real joy and I wondered if you've got any kind of reflections on the last two years and how far it's kind of come for what it's done for you as an individual?
1: I do feel different I mean I still think if you were to ask me to pitch I would be nervous again but it, you know you put yourself in an uncomfortable sort of situation that's how you grow and definitely that's how I feel now um, even before knowing that we, I won I think I did feel like a different person just after the competition. For me personally, I think I'm not afraid now of putting myself in uncomfortable situations. Still, I still you know, have that feeling of, you know, I don't want to be here, but having uncomfortable um, sort of situations makes it, it's not as um, horrible as it was. I tend to sort of get over it quicker because I know at the end of it, I'm going to learn something and I'm going to be, um, um, yeah, I'm going to gain something. And sort of anything that's challenging, I think I, was, I would tend to be an ostrich and sort of bury my head in the sand. But now my sort of, I think of it as just facing it head on because if I was able to get through that and actually there was nothing but positives that came out of it, any other challenges that I sort of will face, A, I, I have the confidence that actually now I will be able to um, face it and accomplish it. Um, but also at the other end of it, i always end up in a better place. So I think facing challenges, normally I'd like run away, I wouldn't even deal with it, which is weird because I'm not someone who avoids concentration really, but um, it's something now I, I sort of face head on and deal with. Yeah, great it's really great
0: to, great to see. So I've got um, one final question for you, which is we are in the lead up to Idea Factory applications closing two years after you came out (laughs) victorious um what advice would you give to people that are currently writing their applications or thinking about i've got an idea i haven't done anything with it yet you know they're at right the start of their journey what would you say to those people
1: my first thing i don't know if you have any more booking sessions but definitely sign up to a feedback session i don't know if there are any more yeah we have we have them they will be available if not just email Rachel and she <laughs> is um is what I'm I remember thinking first when I applied was oh um everyone here is on the actual judging panel and therefore you know they they can't help me because you know it would be biased and um it's, it's it's probably not what they're supposed to do they're just here for the It's just a competition you're meant to sort of bring the goods I remember thinking of it like that but that is not the case they are I mean it's um you know everyone on the idea Factory, everyone on entrepreneur institute is there to help you the whole thing is more of a collaborative approach so if you need help if you need guidance it is there and if you're ever stuck or if you need to talk for an idea just reach out to someone and they would help you get to your next step and it isn't something that they will tell you what the answers is and they will tell you where the direction of your where your business should be heading it's literally all down to you. You're in full autonomy, but they, the, the mentors and everyone that's there just guide you, give you all the information that you need to make the next step. So I would always say um, if you're ever stuck, if you need any help with your application or anything, or even just to feedback, or just to go um, over your idea, just to contact anyone on the um, Idea Factory team or drop into one of the feedback sessions. And read the mom test. I'm sure that's been said before as well
0: you can't say it often enough so say it again (laughs) read the mum. it's
1: it's a really easy read I'm sure there's a pdf somewhere online I don't know if I get in trouble for that (laughs) (laughs) if not I think it's um on the reading list and I think it's probably available in the library read that as well that will help you with the cards to your market research I think get used to market research it's something that will sort of save you time later on the line you don't want to put in months and years of um hard work and progress into your idea when you could have done a you know a questionnaire and be like, actually, you know, there wasn't go- it wasn't going to be that much of a, a hit or whatever because of your market research, which could be answered in five minutes or something. And get as many people as you can to read over your application because you've, you've gone over the idea so many times in your head that whatever you've written probably makes sense to you, but to a fresh pair of eyes, seeing the idea for the first, reading about your idea for the first time, could be confusing or there could be something missing which is what you know which is what i found so they, they'd be able to tell you actually wait you, know, you could probably rephrase it like this or i don't completely get your idea so get support yes
0: lead into market research read yes. the mum test yes and make sure that you share and get feedback
1: basically everything that i would have done um, <laughs> if i had passed um... it's everything that you did do and you came out <laughs> as a winner
0: so i think that's probably sound sound advice
1: enjoy it as well enjoy it it is actually quite it's intense but it's actually quite fun and you will leave learning a bunch of skills that you would have had and they're useful skills regardless um, of whether you decide to go ahead with your idea or not
0: what an excellent thought to wrap up on so um <laughs> my last my last point is if people are interested in muslima and want to have a look at the app how do they how do they find you
1: so you can go on our website, um, www.muslimaapp.com. To download Muslima, you can just go into the app store on Google Play and just type in Muslima. And if, if you want to just contact us on social media, our Twitter handle is Muslima_App, underscore app. Um, and our Instagram is muslimaapp.official. We're um, be more than happy for you to download it. Tell me what you think of it. If you have any ideas. Um, or you can, you know, download the app and see what it's about really and what we've built in a year of um, developing the app. Cool. Thank you very much for your time today.
0: It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and we will see you next time on Disruptors. To find out more about the Entrepreneurship Institute, visit www.kcl.ac.uk forward slash entrepreneurship.